Welcome to episode 424 of the Paranoid School Rock Show. My name's Armitage and over the course of the next hour, give or take, I'll be playing the music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. I gotta get some action right now. Pointed out that was the hives recorded down in Australia. Rack off bouncer with a cover of as if you needed telling, but if you do, the helicopters gotta get some action now. Sticking with Mr. Anderson, uh, helicopter royal, uh, and I think his first name isn't even Nick, I think it's Andres. Uh, personally, I think he should have stuck with Punk Anderson anyway. Last year, James Willison. Guitarist with Iggy and the Stooges and former Sony Vice President released an album of re-recorded Stooges tracks called Relix with guest musicians that included Bobby Gillespie, Jello Baffra, Mark Lennigan, a stunning performance from Lisa Cthulhu and the aforementioned Nicky Anderson with this cock in my pocket. Keep my bucket and I'm freezing down the old highway Oh, I've got a whip and 
it seems a plethora of classic heritage bands have recently unleashed their latest offering. Up first are the Mighty Scorpions, who have just released their 18th album, Return to Forever. Uh, a few years ago, the band announced that they were going to call it a day, culminating in the A Night to Remember concert that featured former members Julie John Roth, Herman Rebel, Michael Schenker, and even Michael's son Tyson, who once had me in a headlock because of a bad live review I gave his band. True story. The band obviously had a change of heart, let's face it. What do musicians do when they retire? Admittedly, some find peace and solitude by just putting their feet up. Others, though, find the creative juices flowing through their veins too strong to ignore. I've only seen the Scorpions a few times, Hammersmith Odin on the band's Love at First Sing Tour, Donington 86, with the most recent at a Teenage Cancer Trust concert at the Royal Albert Hall, along with Judas Priest and Ian Gillen. Anyway, the album in hand, or in question... Uh, there is no escaping that Klaus means vocals. As soon as he starts singing, you know what band it is. Return to Forever is a strong album, but some of the lyrics, for example in Rock My Car, are somewhat obvious and overused. But to be fair, uh, a lot of the material on this album isn't new. New to us, true, but the aforementioned Rock My Car was originally written in the early 80s. The track that had me doing a double take was Catch Your Luck and Play. It was the intro sounded like the Wild Hearts' Sick of Drugs. But, as it was originally for the inclusion on 1988's Savage Amusement, it's obviously just a case of coincidence. <laughs> Station, a far ride 
the Scorpions, UFO have been going since the 60s. Split up twice with only vocalist Phil Mogg being the only original member, with Paul Raymond the second longest serving since the departure of Pete Way. Uh, it has to be said that throughout all the different lineups, none of them have been dodgy, even at one stage featuring my all time favourite bassist, Paul Gray. Again, as with the aforementioned Scorpions, UFO have a very distinctive vocal sound. Usually, as musicians age, the first in the band to start feeling the effects of the advancing years is the vocalist. Phil Moggs sounds just as fresh on The Conspiracy of Stars as he did on the band's debut 1970 album, UFO One. No wonder he is high in the mix. If my vocal flutes were in such fine fettle at nearly 67, I'll be singing them from the rooftops. Literally.
That was UFO with the Ballad of the Left-Handed Gun. Thunder are hardly in the same league as the Scorpions and UFO in terms of longevity. However, I think they can safely be classed as classic. Uh, I've always admired them from afar, but I've only troubled myself in purchasing their first two albums, Backstreet Symphony and Laughing on Judgment Day, respectively. I've always viewed them as the natural successors to Whitesnake's pre-1987 blues crown with at one stage Thunder guitarist Luke Morley linked to a vacant guitar slot in said band that almost split Thunder. Anyway, the band's latest album, Wonder Days, their first for seven years, has found its way onto my hard drive. Unlike the first two albums uh, that had me standing to attention, I think Wonder Years is going to be a grower. The title track is a great autobiographical trip back to singer Danny and guitarist Luke's school days and foray into bandom, but to some degree... Whilst listening to it and identifying with it, it feels like I'm eavesdropping on someone else's private conversation. My favourite track, and the one that I'm going to play you, is I Love The Weekend, as it sounds so different from the rest of the album. It really stands out. All it needs would be for Noddy Holder to handle vocal duties, and it would be the best song Slade never wrote. <laughs> Thank you. 
The only thing stopping Black Star Riders from being put in the classic bracket is the short time the band have been together. Admittedly, the core members of guitarist Scott Gorham and vocalist Ricky Warwick have been together for a few years before in Thin Lizzy, with Black Star Riders' debut album, All Hell Breaks Loose, almost coming out under the Thin Lizzy banner. There's no getting away from it, but on certain tracks on the band's new album, Killer Instinct, Ricky does sound like Phil Lennon, even to the extent to the way he draws breath. I first heard the title track, um, I think it was on Radio 2, and my first thoughts were Thin Lizzy. But let's face it, the only Thin Lizzy Radio 2 are going to play are Whiskey in a Jar and The Boys Are Back in Town. I don't think it's by accident the way Ricky sounds, as he's totally different on other songs. The vocals are tailored to suit the feel of the track in hand. As I've already mentioned the word unique quite a bit already on this week's show, I can't avoid linking it here. Coupled with Phil's vocals, Thin Lizzy had that distinctive twin guitar sound that set them apart from the rest of the field, which seems to have transferred seamlessly over to Black Star Riders. There's always going to be the elephant in the room that is Phil, but... As the band continue to release albums as strong as their debut and The Killer Instinct, they can only be viewed as the natural progression. It's a fact of life that a new band that in a previous incarnation had had such a strong following and was so revered, it's always going to be measured by that first band. However, reading interviews with Ricky, it seems he's proud of this fact. Killer on the loose, Killer Instinct. Oh, oh, oh. 
sticking with old school, and there's none more old school than status quo. Who, like thundered our great South London boys, all the frantic four were, all like Rick Parfit was born in Woking, but that's the exception to the rule. Anyway, top classic rock scribe and fellow Palace fan Dave Ling recently mentioned on Facebook that after speaking to the aforementioned Rick Parfit, he was enlightened to find out that the track Backwater from the 1974 album Quo was written about Beckenham Junction, a railway station slap bang halfway between Ling Towers and the Squirrel Dray. It's a station I used to transport at, watching the boat trains in the Golden Arrow on their way to the coast. And when I was still in a pushchair, the coal from the coal yard, which is now Waitrose, getting ready for the fireplaces of BR3. There's a club. Uh, adjacent to the station entrance that encroaches onto the road bridge as well uh, back in the 60s it was called the Mistral Club I think uh, that Johnny Walker and Emperor Roscoe used to DJ at then it was Tiles I think uh, the Treks definitely Langtrees and these days the bridge where late on a Friday a Saturday night hordes of young ladies with skirts too short and heels too high can be found queuing to get in I was getting a lift back from seeing the Space Toad experience supporting the Bevis Front at the Royal Standard in Walthamstow from Mick the Mod, must have been in the mid-90s, the other passenger being one Captain Sensible, who, as we passed the gaggle of queuing girls at the aforementioned club, wound down his window, produced a megaphone and shouted, My name's Phil Collins, buy my records! <laughs>
Oh, great stuff, great stuff. Anyway, Wes Orkinski, producer of the damn documentary Don't You Wish That We Were Dead, recently asked where should the UK premiere of the aforementioned film be held? The Fairfield Halls in Croydon, as that's where Rat and Captain first met? Well, well that's a round resounding yes from me, as it's only a bus or tram ride away from my house. This is me with my fingers crossed. And this is Brian James in his Tanza Use Guys with I'm Sorry, I'm Sorry from their John Peel session, 8th of February, new material that's found its way onto my hard drive and this is thanks once again to dom the facilitator daily who led me gently by the hand before kicking me headlong into the sound that is stockholm's blasting fonders and their debut album slightly bruised which was released just before christmas when i said new i went new to me but come on let's face it this is probably the first time you've heard of the name Blasting Fondus, let alone what they sound like. What do they sound like, Uncle Arm? I hear you cry. Well, according to their website, they play fast-paced rock and roll with a gritty sound, vibrant energy, with melodies that will tickle your guts as well as your brain. To my mind, a rather large dollop of nomads could be added to that, along with a dash of the boys. The chances of Blasting Fonders playing the UK are pretty remote. If only bands that play in the UK were treated with the same amount of financial recompense as in mainland Europe. <sighs> this is Blue Pill. Is she really going out with him? <laughs> Make it. 
Still in Sweden, I have for your listening pleasure the Shemales. The Facebook page doesn't give much away information stakes apart from aliases Sandra Bollocks, Donna Thunder, and Dirty Harriet, and a fake hometown of Chernobyl. Uh, two things are true one, they formed in 2012, and two, their six track EP is fucking great. Uh, I couldn't to begin with, put my finger on who they reminded me of, but the D4 and Iggy and the Stooges do come to mind. This is Ignorance is Bliss. Sweden, the Diamond Dogs have a double CD. Sticking with Sweden, the Diamond Dogs have a double CD out in May called Quitters and Complainers. This one is 10 tracks of new studio, whilst this two is a live affair recorded in Spain. The Diamond Dogs were formed in 1992 by Soren Sulu Carlson and Anders Lindstrom, aka Boba Fett, who could be found tinkering the ivories in the helicopters. The band's music has always been rooted in 70s rock, predominantly English, and Quitters and Complainers shows no signs of the band straying from this path. The album is dedicated to dog saxophone player Matt's Magic Gunson, who tragically slipped and fell from the boat he was temporarily living on whilst his apartment was under renovation and drowned in May of last year. So, for Magic... 
This is Black Ribbons. for the next track as he seems to have been a bit of a busy boy recently not only are we getting the aforementioned Diamond Dog CD but Sulu's other band The Crunch are all set to release their second album Brand New Brand in April with a launch gig booked for the 29th at the Borderline obviously the Squirrel and myself will be in attendance the album is preceded by Neon Madonna single which I believe hits the virtual record stores on the 23rd of this month uh, apart from Sulu the crunch consists of Terry Chimes formerly of the Clash Black Sabbath and Hanoi Rocks Dave Chagana Sham 69 Lord of the New Church Mick Gaius Courtney and Rejects and last but no means at least Idol Shorts of Doc Yes, I know I pronounced that all wrong. Uh, the album will be available via Pledge Music, although it has of today, today being the 7th of March future, and not all listeners, only reached 47% of its target, with pledges who are listed amounting to only 103. Considering their Facebook page numbers over 2,000, this is poor show, Facebook Crunch fans. 103. I sold more Howly Mad demos in Greece than that. Maybe this demo from the album will sway doubters. Seeing is believing. Down the back street. 
streets of my heart But there's nothing there in the dark All I got was another scar And I'm going down My best was never enough I played a game and I played it rough I'm out of time Show and Squirrel Associate Arkwright's band Flame Pilots last weekend had a run of three gigs. One of the support bands on Saturday really caught his attention, so much so two of their CDs were purchased. One for him and one kindly he sent my way. I say kindly, but along with a bottle of wine, I think it was just a bribe so that he could stay over hours after socialising with the squirrel on Thursday evening. I didn't actually even see him, as Mrs A and myself were up at our daughter's school as she has to choose which options she wishes to take to exam level. Anyway, the band in question are called The Rash, who hail from Ashford in Kent. The band consists of Ben Vocals, Paul Guitar and Vocals, Sam Guitar, Joe Bass and Phil on Drums. The CD is called the Ashford Royalty EP and the first track, You Can't Just Go Round Killing People, is brilliant and sounds a lot like this. Horror movies for so long Which in most circumstances Is okay but with you It's just wrong The chemical imbalance Makes you far more danger prone And you get so damn resourceful When you're angry and alone By all the pictures on the news Confirming that reality so easy to abuse But the abstract way that your brain relates to what's on the TV Makes it that much harder to resist a murder spree You can't just go around killing people Cause it's cruel and evil You can't just go around killing people
Saturday, the squirrel and I went to the Merton Manor Club in Wimbledon to finally see Mick Underwood's Glory Road. Every time he has played, we've always found out after the event. Mick, for those of you who don't know, was the drummer in episode 6 that supported future Deep Purple members Roger Glover and Ian Gillen, then Quatermass and the band he is most associated with, Gillen. Uh, it certainly was one of those goosebump moments when the band launched into Mr Universe. They played for about nearly two hours and it has to be said I think by the end of it I was more spent than they were apart from the old Gillen song Bernie Torme has in his set both the squirrel and I haven't heard some of these tracks live since Wembley the 17th of December 1982 part of me just once wants to see the classic Gillen lineup live on stage together again uh, until next week take it easy
Bob! 